You're listening to Real Talk. You know what is bad? I had to pee the entire time. Those, that's the, but that also contributes to the excitement. How? There's, because, you know, like, when, when you were little, and, like, when you played hide-and-seek, did you yeah. ever get to yes. hiding, and you're like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom? Yes. That's part of the you excitement. Couldn't. Yeah. You that's part and of the I, adrenaline. And I was telling Sean, I was like, I gotta go bad right now. Yeah. Because it's not but a, it's we're not, exciting when you're calm. Yeah, and I was like, don't even offer to drive away and go to a gas station or something so I can relieve myself. I'm committed to this. Yeah. If I got to hold it for three hours, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. If I got to pee in this water bottle, I'm going to. <laughs> All right? That's commitment. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then when we finally got that tag, yeah, so worth it. Yeah. Got to go to the bathroom afterwards. Yeah. And man, I, I feel As like- As a winner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was a, that was a celebratory urination. Hello, everybody. It's Thomas. And as always, it's your boy, Carson S. Davis. It's your boy. Give me that. Welcome back. Here we are again uh, at Real Talk. This time, it's episode 12. Um, Come a long way. Yeah. Carson, answer me this. Why, marriage story should be called divorce story. Well, if you're going to make that point, then you could just say uncut gems should be called uncut gem. A that is gem. true. I bet there's a lot of movies like that, though. Yeah. That do not reflect the title. That's clickbait. That's clickbait. I, I want to watch Marriage Story. What, what's Marriage Story about? Because I've already seen Divorce Story. <laughs> Such a dad joke. <laughs> Anyways, um, here's something. Hey, Pulp Fiction could just be called Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it never really happened. Yeah. yeah. I also noticed this. I was looking at my poster the other day. This little book that she's reading is is Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah. I never actually studied. I bet there's a lot of little gems in uh, like little Easter eggs and movie posters when you actually study them. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I bet. Um, anyways, Carson, I want to give you an update. As you guys know, I've been playing this game of tag recently. I hate that it's button. It's tag. I hate that button. I'm gonna get rid of it. That's what I'm gonna do. I think other people hate it too. Anyways. I've been playing tag. See what he does to me? He just cuts me down with any <laughs> little chance he can get. I gotta belittle you. Just um, so he can assert his dominance in the yeah, podcasting yeah, realm. Just so, yeah, just to remind you who's really in charge here. <laughs> <laughs> Putting me um, in my place. Anyways, I've been playing a game of tag in which it's, it's just an ongoing game throughout t- mo- any city. You gotta track this person <laughs> down if you're it. You gotta tag them by either shooting them with a Nerf gun or hitting them with like a Nerf sword. Mm. Okay. Nerf gun five dollars, sword ten dollars. Okay, that's how much. That's how much they they pay you if you tag them. So, um, my my friend Sean has been it for the past two and a half three weeks. Yeah, it took him a while. Been kind of slow. So we joined forces because well because Gage he's up in at UNT, which is about thirty minutes away from where we're about an hour about an hour about an hour from where we're at right so it's. Not easy to get up there, you know, just kind of on your way home, you know. So the other night, we're like, all right, we're going to go on a stakeout. We intended to just stay in Rockwall. Um, however, we determined that he was not in Rockwall. And we decided, it was like 
<clears throat> and we were yeah. like, what are we doing? We're not going to see him. We're just wasting our time here. Let's go to Denton. And he was like, all right, <gasps> screw it. Let's go to Denton. You drew. Kay. You drove. There. Yeah. And so we drove. We went up there. Um, no, I don't like the word drove. Driven. We drove. It's the word. It's the correct dr- word, but it sounds very we, odd. We drived up there. It's not right. Yeah. No. But we drove we up drove. there. Drove. Yeah. Well, we drove up there. Yeah. Anyway. We traveled there. Yeah. By vehicle. Yeah. Um. When we arrived, see, ahead of time, I had done some research. Went on their Instagram, did some stalking, found a photo. That's one does. Did did a photo. Well, that's what you got to do yeah. when it comes to this this game. I mean, the, see, the thing is, like the 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 more seriously you take this game, the more fun it is. Oh yeah. Because it's like it's like an investment. The more time you put into it, the more rewarding it is. Mm-hmm. Whenever you get the uh, whenever you get the tag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we were going up there fully. Just I mean, it was Saturday night. We were fully just not expecting to see him. We were just kind of do some surveillance, you know. Yeah. Because uh, we were going to go back up during the week and actually get him because yeah. he would be leaving and coming and going because of classes. Well, we did some research on Google Earth, found a photo, matched it up on Google Earth. We did. We determined. <laughs> we determined. This is so don't f with cats. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And I feel I feel myself. I catch myself making that connection when I'm doing. Do you it. feel like John Green? Yeah. yeah, that was his name, right? That I was did. his pseudonym, Cause, right? Yeah, because he's the one that matched up the apartment on Google Earth, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, not the author um, John Green. No, 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 this no, no, pseudonym no, no, no. this guy. Had John yeah, Green. this, uh, this, uh, what are they call like a sock puppet, but those are the fake accounts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that account? Those those accounts are still live. Really? They're yeah. st- are they still active? Yeah. No, no, they're it not just, active. They just, they're still just exist. still exist. Yeah. I read a thing the other day, and this might be a little bit tangential, but there are almost as many. Or there will be a point in time where there will be just as many, if not more, dead people on Facebook than living people. Wow. Because yeah. you can't delete an account. You can only deactivate it. Wow. Um, that is wild. Anyways, back to the original story. We get there. We we arrive at the location we determined is the exit and entrance <laughs> he uses. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we park. We find a good parking spot. Put up that like you know the sun visors, those like mm-hmm. s- things that protect your car from the kind of look like UV foil. Rays. Yeah, we put one of those up because it was a very well lit parking lot, probably for this reason. People doing what we're doing, but with <laughs> bad, bad intentions. Bad intentions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we did look a little bit shady, um, but anyways, we sat there for nearly two hours. Okay, not seeing anything, but we looked around the parking lot, determined his car wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So we're waiting for him to pull in. We're like looking at, at the UNT uh, class like calendar to see if there's any events tonight or something because we saw some like cheerleaders come in or whatnot, like dancers or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, determined that there wasn't. So we we're just waiting for him to get back. Like maybe he was at dinner. Then we see now Gage is like six, 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 seven. He's tall. Okay. Yeah. Um, his girlfriend is short. <clears throat> they're, they're at both ends of the spectrum, right? So I see this tall figure exiting the lobby and i was like oh my god wait i pick up my binoculars i look at him and i say tall guy short girl backwards hat it's gauge 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 go 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 and then we ripped off that little visor thing and then threw it in drive and then we went to the other end of the parking lot because there was like this little sidewalk going between dorms so they were going over to his girlfriend's dorm yeah um and uh, he pulls in the parking spot, gets out with his Nerf gun, and just sprints up to him, right? And I'm sitting in the car. I'm like, yes, go, 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 get him. Because we were not expecting to see this guy at <laughs> yeah, all. We were yeah. not expecting to see him. We were just going to like do some surveillance, see yeah. what we see. But we saw him, and he, we got him. Oh, yeah? We got him. 
And it was weird because it was like he's sprinting at him. He's not like sneaking up on him. He's like, yeah. Gage Gage said he heard <laughs> like just getting faster and yeah. faster. Yeah. Why didn't you turn around, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, I bet he wishes he would have came with the sword. Yeah. Well, see, that was the thing. It's been a couple of weeks. His garb was down. He and he he told us he's like, I thought it was safe till the summer. Oh. So now he knows it's we're on. willing to put in the yeah. effort. We're going yeah. up there on a Saturday night. Yeah. All you guys are out partying and doing other <laughs> other stuff on Saturday nights. Yeah, y'all, not, y'all are doing... Uh, we're like, not. Y'all are partying and doing other stupid stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, we're being productive. We're putting in the work. <laughs> we're on playing our Nerf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got this large-scale Nerf war going on, We got on, this basically. on lock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, we got him. He comes back. We're talking a little bit, and he's, like, impressed at, like, the extent that we went to. But apparently, we got really lucky because he said he never uses that exit. He gave himself up. He gave himself up. So now... Unless he's just mind playing. And I'm not going to talk about this in detail because I don't want him to know, but we know if he listens to this, which he will, because he's it. He's doing his research. You think? He's not going for me, I would say, pretty confidently. He's going for our friend Leo, who's also playing, because they go to the same school. Oh, yeah. Be easier for him. Yeah. So when I hear that he got tagged, then I got to be on lookout. Yeah. Right. And Leo's probably going to go for you. Right. To bring it full circle. And then circle. you'll go to Sean and he'll go. Well, <laughs> just when, it, when, it, when it goes to me, you're going to switch. I won't go order. to Sean because I want to, I wanted to switch orders. Yeah. You know, yeah. start a new circle. Yeah. So you're like, maybe now, now Sean has to watch out for Gage, you know, so you're not like, keep looking for the same people because it'd be easy for me to go to Sean. It's actually more fun when I went up to Denton because if you put in the work and then it pays off. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, did you get like a celebratory soda pop afterwards well I, I told him i was like maybe maybe once we're all 21 we should change the rule and like whenever you get tagged you gotta buy the person who tagged you a beer <laughs> like just just like an, as an excuse to just hang out for a bit you know yeah um but it was funny because on the way up there we were having a conversation me and sean <clears throat> and i was like when was the last time you rejoiced <laughs> And he was like, oh, shoot. What an old person. <laughs> he was like, oh, shoot, I don't know. Because the reason that, that reason that came up is because I knew the last time I rejoiced. When, it, when it was, was the last time you rejoiced? It was earlier that day. I was going to get a different hat so he wouldn't see me. Yeah. So I went to Walmart, just got a regular hat. Um, but it was early that day, and I was driving through this parking lot when I saw a Girl Scout cookie stand. Yeah. And I was like, yes, dude. You rejoice. Yes. I immediately pulled over Okay, but got, I, got me a box of Thin Mints. I would cla- Oh, yeah, and you Snapchatted me later about that. I was so excited. I, I would classify so that as more of a a bubble of excitement. Why? Because I don't think you can really... Like, rejoicing is something heavy, you know? It was heavy. No. no that's a was, minor... Rejoicing like, is just when you're loudly exclaiming your happiness. In my eyes, but I'm talking. I'm not talking about the act of re, of rejoicing. I'm talking about the matter of rejoicing. Because I don't think you could say like, I'm gonna rejoice over getting my Girl Scout cookies, but I'm also gonna rejoice about booking this gig that could alter my life forever. It's the. I mean, I think you could rejoice about both. I think uh, you can. It's. I think there's. I a, think life. Uh, I think life is more about the tiny victories. You know how long mm. it's been since I've had a Thin Mint? Too long. <laughs> too long. It's been too long. Hey, 
If you if you if in your community you're still selling uh, Girl Scout cookies, peanut butter patties and Thin Mints are probably the best. In my opinion. I would have to agree. What's the one with the coconut? Samoas. Samoas. I don't like those. I think the peanut butter patties can also be called tagalongs. Yeah, I've heard tag. I've heard tagalongs. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, because I, I eat. I only get. I only get one box a year. Just one. Just well, it makes it more special. Mm. It makes it more special. So I think it warrants a quick rejoice. Maybe, maybe. Whenever I finally see a Girl Scout cookie stand, because I've heard of people getting Girl Scout cookies. So I'm like, oh, it's Girl Scout season. It's Girl Scout season. Um, so when I finally ran into a, uh, a stand, I had to do it. When you search I was up very happy. rejoiced, to rejoice, a synonym for it is to be as pleased as punch. As pleased as punch? <laughs> I would have to say I was. You were as pleased as punch? Yes. <laughs> yes. I hadn't been that pleased in a while. In fact, I was feeling a little bit down because I had to go No, get... you didn't rejoice. You jubilated. I jubilated? Yeah, it was a jubilation. Yeah, it wasn't What's the rejoice. definition of jubilation? Uh, I'd say uh, to rejoice in God, especially as used as a canticle in Angelica in service of math- matins. It's a musical setting of the jubilee. That's just overcomplicating it. Here's what I'll say. Because it was a... It was, never mind. I'm not even going to fight say. this battle. I screamed. Yeah, maybe that was Exclamatory a terms, some of which were explicit, when I found when I saw this Girl Scout cookie stand. No, okay? no. You showed great happiness. I rejoiced. That's what rejoicing is. I just... Rejoice, I think, needs to be over something a little bit more heavier. That is heavy. It is Girl Scout cookies. And it's they do, a Thin Mint, bro. They, they do smash. <laughs> hey, have you ever had the candy bar of the Thin Mints? The candy bar? Yeah, I think it was Crunch made a Thin Mint candy bar. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to do some research about this. Yeah. You do uh, your homework. But at the same time, will that take away from the excitement of when I finally get a Thin Mint? Let me ask you a question, Thomas. When you get a, a box of Thin Mints... You get two sleeves. Yeah. You go all in on a sleeve? I, I'll i say this. I ate a couple cookies immediately. Yeah, just to get Saved that. the rest. Yeah. I'll tell you what, before midnight, I finished the box. Yeah. yeah. Before midnight, I finished the box. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to save some for my steakout. Mm. <laughs> Full circle. I was going to save some snacks. Yeah, had to take some snacks. I mean, you don't want to be hungry on a steak. No, that's, that's you a know, rookie mistake. You, you know what is bad? I had to pee the entire time. Those, that's the, but that also contributes to the excitement. How? There's, because, you know, like when, when you were little and like when you played hide and seek, did you yeah. ever get to yes. hiding and you're like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom? Yes. That's part of but the you excitement. Couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't. That's part and of the I, adrenaline. And I was telling Sean, I was like, I got to go bad right now. Yeah. Cause it's not, but it's we're not exciting when you're calm. Yeah. And I was like, don't even offer to drive away and go to a gas station or something so I can relieve myself. I'm committed to this. Yeah. If I got to hold it for three hours, I'm going to. Yeah. If I got to pee in this water bottle, I'm going to. <laughs> All right? That's commitment. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then when we finally got that tag, yeah, so worth it. Yeah. Got to go to the bathroom afterwards. Yeah. And man, I, I feel As like- As a winner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, a, that was a celebratory urination. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um. I think, I mean, this has gone places where I never imagined. 
this conversation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> our next our next thing on our candid conversation outline is to talk about how Thomas watched Castaway. Yeah. But it kind of went now, the other okay, direction. Yeah. I'll just jump right into this. Um, I had seen Castaway before. However, I have to. I added it to my list mm-hmm. because it had been so long, and I, there was. I felt like I was watching it for the first time, right? Because the first time I watched it was like seven years ago, probably. I hadn't watched it since, mm-hmm. so I counted it. Um, let me tell you this: something about this creative partnership between Bob Zemeckis and Tom Hanks. It's magical mm. to watch on screen. It's a great picture. Like. I mean, well, Forrest Gump, which we'll get to a little bit later in this episode, um, is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. One of. It's one of the best of all I think time. It, I, it's a, without hesitation, I'd say it's a cinematic motion picture. Uh, well, yeah. No, I mean, that's I mean, like, that's that might be the a... definition of a cinematic motion picture. Yeah, yeah. Everybody um, knows what yeah, Forrest Gump is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, but man, Tom Hanks is like, it's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Performance, like here, I'll do this. Spoiler alert! And if you haven't alert. seen, Spoiler it came alert. out twenty years ago. Yeah, guys. come on, it came out in two thousand. I don't even think that they deserve a spoiler alert. If you haven't yeah. seen it, you're just you're lost. Should we make a rule that says like if it came out over ten years ago, over twenty, over twenty, over because twenty? Because Castaway's at that twenty. It came out in tw- in two thousand. Yeah, twenty or over. I give twenty or over if you if twenty you or over no spoiler alert. no spoiler because here's the th- it's like uh it's kind of like it's it's like public domain yeah you know it's like after a certain period of time it's you, you should don't have to, to owe the rights to anybody yeah yeah like it like the most common movie reference of all time I would say is I see dead people that's the most spoiled movie ending of all time I think yeah probably um, that's up there and it, when did that come out 90s? or 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 Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yes, that's probably. I'd say time. less people know about that now, but sadly, but, but used yeah. to. I think that was probably that was probably the number one. Probably yeah. prior, yeah. probably prior to uh, the Sixth Sense. Yeah, that was probably the equivalent. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, lots of great lines. Um, but anyways, speaking of lines and how they're written. All right. Stay um, tuned later to this episode. To hear <laughs> yeah. Or no, there could also be uh, Luke. I am your father. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big sport. Uh, yeah, that that, that that's, might that's, that might take the bigger. cake. Yeah, that might take. That's the cake. bigger. Or um, or uh, I would say either that or I'll be back from the Terminator. Yeah, but that's not like a spoiler, really, is it? It's just more of a famous line. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, spoilers, definitely. Luke, I'm your father. Yeah, definitely. I see dead people. Um, but it's frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Oh no! This has that line ranked number one, or Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some classics. There's some. Good I kind of like reading There's these. Good... It's very. Read uh, off a couple wholesome. more. I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, I'm gonna good make word. him an offer he couldn't refuse. What's What's that one from? The Godfather. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Uh you know I haven't seen all the Godfather. I've just seen bits and pieces. And that's it for episode twelve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll see you next week. I just, I just haven't gotten around to it. Just haven't gotten around to it. Thomas, I'm trying to, I'm trying to take my time watching these classics, um, because I don't want to like make my, like force myself to watch a movie I'm not in the mood for. 
Sometimes I'm just in the mood for something lighthearted. You you like junk food movies every now and then? Every now and then. Yeah. You know, it makes you appreciate the good ones a lot more. Yeah. You know? like I uh, wouldn't argue that junk food movies are bad. They're just different. It's a different art form. It's more of like a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, see, like I watched... Have you seen Godfather Part 2? No. I haven't seen... You all, haven't seen. I haven't any seen of them. all of it. You yet. haven't even seen no. one. Yeah. Um, See, look, look how he did that. It went to. You know, I haven't seen all of the Godfather. To, to all the, of I the haven't Godfather. seen any of the Godfather. No, no, no. I've seen like scenes because going to film school, they yeah obviously they pull from that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen scenes, but I have not watched it through. Hey, y- y- do yourself a favor. I know. I know. It's I need great. To. It's um, not even like but, a classic. You're watching just because it's a classic. Here's You'll a, be. Here's a good example. Of what I was Just when about. you think you're out, they'll pull you right back in. Okay, that was a uh, Godfather reference. Listen, here's a, here's get, a good yeah. example. Okay, well, let's speaking of references that people don't get, I I uh, I went I went uh, sorting through some things the other day, and we had some like leftover syringes for something that like someone someone was sick a long time ago. And we were yeah. moving, and we found them. So I opened one up. I have a Pulp Fiction poster on the wall behind me, and I stuck it. For those of you who've seen Pulp Fiction, you know where I stuck that. You know where I stuck that. Stuck the syringe right in her chest. Carson has no idea no, what yeah. that means. No, no okay. clue. No clue. All right. Yeah, I, it slipped by me. <laughs> watch. I'm telling you, watch the movie. Hey. Watch the movie. It's shake on Netflix. On, shake on it right now. You watch Godfather, I will, I'll watch Pulp Fiction. Shake on shake. it right now. All right. Shake on it right now. All right. Win. Yeah. By win. Next episode? Yeah. Okay. No, uh, yeah. Next episode. All right. Yeah. By episode 13. We yeah. will have seen. I will have seen The Godfather. You will have seen. Peter I don't know Man. if we'll talk about it on episode thirteen, but we will have seen it. But we will have both seen <clears> it. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that got a little heated, didn't it? Hey, that it was, got a little it was heated. nice. It was yeah. nice. Yeah. Hey, you know what it warrants? Out of spite, because you hate this button. Okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> we've never had a chance to use that we, button. We, we yeah. never use that button. I need to. We need to get into that. A yeah. Bit more. Yeah. Hey. You know. Wow, that was unexpected. Anyways, hey, guess what? We're at the twenty-one minute mark, which means we have to interrupt candid. It's time, conversation. It's time to move on to return <clears throat> to your regularly scheduled programming. This week on the chopping block, we have uh something we've personally been dealing with over the yes. past couple weeks yes and that is the dilemma oh of dealing with writer's block and creating a story yes now for let's say this for someone who's just getting into film you you hear all the time story is king story is king story is king it takes you a little bit yeah to understand that i understand it now but whenever you're first starting it starting that's the last thing you want to hear mm-hmm. because you want to hear, oh, all you got to do is buy this camera yeah. and your movies are going to be better. Not true at all. Mm-hmm. Unsane, directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh, mm-hmm. shot on an iPhone 7. Yeah, you're telling me about this. You're telling me about that. Um, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it takes you much trial and error to realize that. Mm. Writing a script, filming it. Writing a script, filming it. Realizing that and really, that clicked for me once I had access to nicer equipment. Oh, really? Once I had access that to it. That makes sense. It was like, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's in 4K, but at the end of the day, who the hell cares if this story is boring? It's still a story, yeah. You know? Um, reason we've been dealing with this is because we, for season two of Real Talk, 
Oh has, yeah, we haven't really been... told the public about. Yeah, season. you want you want to do that? Yeah, so just so we can carry on here, uh, Thomas and I have reached a conclusion that uh, we're going to be wrapping up season one of Real Talk at episode thirteen, which will be next episode. Yes, we'll take two weeks off. Just a brief two weeks. Yeah, brief Nothing two crazy. Weeks. You'll still be hearing from us on the internet. Yes, we'll still be posting. But we'll just two. You'll just be. You won't have two episodes of Real Talk. And when you come back, we'll come back for season two. We'll have a whole new layout. We'll have a whole new image. Oh yeah, we're re- we're we're reamping. We're re- yeah. revamping our uh, our graphic design, the look yes. of the show, the sound of the show. Yes. New yes. buttons. Yeah. I'm telling you, new buttons. Perhaps a new theme song. Perhaps, perhaps a new theme song. Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we need to keep something. We'll see. You'll see. You'll we'll see. leave it up to you. I'm just saying and, um, it's going to be great. But It's going to be. It's going to be good. Huge. It's going to be big. It's yeah. going to be huge. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is uh, next next season, we're going to predominantly be focused on uh, the creation of a short film. Yes, because... Carson and I are going to be in the process of making a short film. Mm-hmm. And along and through that process, we will be checking in once a week with you guys, updating you on the progress, updating you on the trials, mm-hmm. tribulations mm-hmm. we have to face in order to get a short film made. Granted, we don't have access to the resources a Hollywood film would. Mm-hmm. So this is the process of an indie film, a student film being made. However, a lot of... In fact, most of the process is the exact same. The only difference is really the equipment and the amount of people working on it. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably the biggest difference. Hey, speaking of money, if you'd like to help us with this short film, you can donate on Anchor. You can. That <laughs> money will go straight to our film. Or, yeah. or Real Talk. Which are but most kind of likely, inherent. Most because this film talk. will be a, a Real Talk Studios production. Yes, yes, <laughs> it will. In association <laughs> with, with Opportunity Films. films. Or maybe uh, vice is, versa. Uh, I think not, opportunity yeah. Films gives first I think billing. so. Yeah. I think so. In association. Yeah. In association with a real talk. You podcast. know what we'll do? What do we do? I'll draft up a contract <laughs> for that, whoever's name goes first. Okay. Yeah. And you'll have to sign both because you're yes. the head representative for both. And the main, the, the key in this um, is the fact that I will be directing and Carson will be starring. Mm. That gives us a lot to talk about, especially once we wrap on production and start hitting post production. We can talk about the dynamic on set. Um, we can talk about notes that I gave you, how you interpreted that, and how we work together. And then, right? and it'll especially come together once some of you see the picture. Exactly, which uh, we will release mm-hmm. on probably the Real Talk YouTube channel. So you got to head over there and subscribe. Yeah, all right? that's head over what Real you need Talk. to do. That's what you need to do. You need to subscribe. And um, so be on the lookout for that. But uh, so what we were originally going into here is that. Um, we're, we wanted to talk about Thomas and I's uh, frustrations and struggles and uh, ultimate enlightenment in the era, in the, yeah. uh, uh, not era, the uh, process of creating a story and dealing with writer's block. Yes. This has been a challenge recently because we have felt like we're on a deadline to get this out for season two, you know, mm-hmm. at least get a script just going get, so we can just talk, get start, rolling, you know, at least talk about pre-production. Yeah. Right. So think of this as the, uh, the, uh, preamble mm. if you will we the people to season two all right yes. this is a little teaser yeah because we're at, we're at, we're you're currently listening to the penultimate episode of season one yeah yeah um anyways uh 
we have been trying to, because of this deadline, we've been trying to force ideas and we've found that's really hard to do. You kind of have to just, if you don't exercise that writing muscle, mm-hmm. it gets weak. Yeah. And so when you start trying to write again, it's hard. It's just like running. Yeah. Really. If you run a lot, it's easy. If you never <sighs> run, you try to run once, it's going to be hard. Exactly. So that's really what I've learned because I unfortunately have taken. It's kind of like history. You How know? so? History teachers are really good at history because they just do it all the time. You can be good at history for a year, but once you're out of that class for two weeks, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really it's, it's been really hard to force an idea, which I, I I really I don't think you can do. No, you can't do that. Um, well, you can, but it will it won't be good. <clears throat> no. Um, unless you're someone like Tarantino, of course. Who just knocks out the best screenplays? Really, yeah. for dialogue. I, I was at a writer's block. Just had to force out this screenplay. Yeah, just it was called I was, Pulp Fiction. I was bored, so I wrote Pulp Fiction. Yeah, or I didn't think it was any good. I, yeah, T- took a weekend. Yeah, wrote, wrote, wrote Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, um, yeah. Since I, I I unfortunately did take a break unintentionally from writing. Because the past couple short films that I've worked on that I am in the production seat yeah. of uh, my, my good friend Hallie has written. Mm-hmm. So I took a step back from writing for a little bit and just focused on directing, which is good. I learned a lot from doing that. But now that I am in a situation where I don't have exactly. I don't have Hallie exactly. you know, at my disposal, sp- disposal like I used to, mm-hmm. um, it's forced me to do this. And, and you know, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad. I got to get back in the groove of it, and I think I'm gonna start writing just like every time. Well, here I'll go into this. I found it's easiest for me to write when I'm in the middle of some sort of emotional stress, whether it be I just had I just got in and get into an argument with somebody, or maybe I'm just feeling down. I'm in my feels. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm very happy. Something great just happened. But when you're at the when at, when you're at these extremes of your emotions. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Sit down, write it, get it on paper, mm-hmm. get it into your uh, screenplay software, and just get just 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 get it out of your head onto paper. Because I'll tell you this, it's a lot easier to edit something than it is to create something from scratch. Yeah. You're so right. If, if you've You're got right. that momentum of mm-hmm. this emotion, just try to write down something. Maybe it maybe it might be exactly what just happened to you. Write that down. You could turn that into a scene. Because if you've got a scene, you could figure out Here's a character in the scene. Let's write what leads up to this scene. Exactly. Or let's write what are the effects of this scene. Mm. What ca- cause and effect. Okay, it's a lot easier to do that, and when, that you, when you have a starting point. Yeah, that philosophy can be associated to a lot of different facets of the creative world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it really could. I mean, the creative world is primarily targeted at emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the human for, connection. For the audience. Yeah, whether it be painting, whether it be... Yeah, Writing, I mean, really, the, the end goal for any creative art form is to get the audience to design f- to feel something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Whether it be it, even in advertising. Yeah, exactly. I feel I yeah. feel thirsty. I feel See the a urge. Coca-Cola ad. Now I want a Coca-Cola to eat a, a Whopper. You know, yeah, a Whopper as in a burger at Burger King, or a Whopper as in the candy. No, the Whopper as in the burger at Burger. King. You ever have a Whopper? Yeah, the candy, the malt, the yeah. malt candy. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Yeah, they're not bad. The yeah. pink ones are you can't, phenomenal. You, really? Yeah, they're pink milk flavored. Oh, 
It's very scrumptious. You ever had that? Like when I was, as a kid, you do like strawberry milk and you put like that strawberry syrup in it. Absolutely. That's oh, that's the best. That's, that's better than chocolate. That milk. slaps. That is better than chocolate. In milk. fact, after this, why don't we go make some? <laughs> Sit down with the boys, have a glass <laughs> of pink milk. Yeah, actually, <laughs> me and my friend when we were growing up, we had this club, and we called it the JC Club because we combined our initials. And the official beverage of the JC Club was pink milk. How do you feel about your initial being second? Could be, could be, could have been CJ because Club. CJ Club didn't flow. CJ, I know a lot of people named CJ. I've heard but of the a lot CJ of Club, CJ Club, JC Club. I don't know. They, they both flow to me. Do you think? Do you, they, do I, th- I think I think you got robbed. Do you, I think do you, you should. I should. I think you should have drafted that a contract. You got to get it in writing first. Yeah, I'm telling you. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of creative lawyers out yeah. there. Okay? Yeah, that's a business. So do you think? You think I got a. Uh, Cheated out of the first billing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. I hate to break the news to you, but I mean, your initial was second. I didn't even get the and credit. Quoting this, quoting a famous movie, Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> All right? That's a classic like, and, movie. And, and technically, you were last since there was only two. If you're yeah. second, you're the last one. Quoting an Aubrey Drake Graham lyric, second place just means you're the first to lose. Yes. Back to, back, yeah. back, back to back to reality. Writing. Back to writing. Um, here we are. Um, we we have an idea, hmm. something we can start with. Uh, I started I started writing last night. We're not going to get into on this episode. No, that's what, for what, next season, family. What it's about. That's a, that's a that's a uh, season two episode one. Yeah, topic. opener. Opener. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, real quick. Um, small little tangent. Another thing that we will be adding more of in season two is guests. So turn in, tune into episode 13. Which is season one for our first guest. Yes. Well, our first guest will be almost a teaser to what there will be more exactly. of in season two. Yes. So season or, uh, episode 13 of season one, next week's episode, mm-hmm. we will have a guest on. Mm-hmm. And we will tell you who that is at the end of the show. Yes. Um. Anyways, here's... Uh, we... we, we Came up with a list of a couple things that you can do to either avoid or break writer's block. And really, writer's block isn't something with a like just a like straight up cure. It doesn't have one. I mean, it's it's really what works for you. And so these are just kind of the things that worked for me coming up with an idea. Um, but we have been facing pretty severe writer's block. I, these past I would couple weeks. I would agree. Um. I've written a couple scenes. Um, none of them really anything. None of them any. any none of them any anything great. Um, anyways, first thing I wrote down. Well, I, I already covered. Use your emotions to your advantage. Um, oh yeah, here here's one. You have to say you say. Let's just use this as an example. You just got into an argument, whether it be with your mom, your wife. Whoever, okay? Your podcast co-host. Your podcast co-host. You just got into an argument. It's very heated, very emotional. You sit down to write. It's very easy. Thomas and I go through a lot of those. It's very easy to write fade in, put the character title up there, Mm -hmm. write a piece of dialogue, and then catch yourself and be like, I don't know if that is realistic. Does that work in this scene? Does it? Is that stupid? Is that a stupid line? You have to push through that initial self-judgment in order to get something on paper. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I said a second ago, easier to edit, hard to write. Yeah. Just get it out. 
it's gonna be bad. Yeah. The first draft of anything is bad. Yeah. All right. So you've gotta you've gotta figure out how to push past that self judgment. Um. Another thing I do when I'm writing is, and I find this to be some of the most helpful. Um. The, the, one of the most helpful things is to just put on some music. Mm. Because set the mood. You kind of know what movie you want to make. Yeah. You just don't know what it is. Exactly. You know the feel. So, exactly. You want from if it. you know the feel, get on Spotify. Get on Apple Apple Music. Make a make a playlist. Mm-hmm. Right. And I actually recommend Spotify for this because you could put five to eight songs on there, and then it starts recommending songs that have that same vibe. Oh, really? You can hit refresh at the bottom. <clears throat> you can hit refresh at the bottom of the page, and it keeps giving you new songs. Okay. So you can add to it. Okay. Uh, so that's what I did last night. I was on TikTok, found a song that hmm. I liked on there, searched it up. This is a cool band. All their songs sounded had had the same vibe to it. Yeah. Sorry. Kicked on that playlist, and I I I, I busted out four pages. Wow. Busted out four wow. pages of this thing, um, which is significant progress as compared to what we have been uh, dealing with, which is zero pages. Oh yeah. So what I was going to say about it was I think that the in the creative process of creating a, a motion picture, whether it be a two-and-a-half-hour, three-and-a-half-hour Irishman or a four-and-a-half-minute student film, yeah, there will always be which, some element. Which that is what we're aiming for. We're aiming for like a short. Yeah, short film. Yeah. Uh, there will always be some element of frustration, with your creation, yeah. writer's block, et cetera, et al. So, but I personally think that that place, in retrospect, in hindsight, is a very beautiful place. A very, uh, uh, it's it's a very fertile and and mossy place. Okay. I think that uh, it's not really a frustration with no ideas. It's a frustration with many ideas. It's a frustration yeah. with having too many to put into one. And um, I think there is where you can find not really where to write a screenplay, but use the philosophy of Thomas Edison. He didn't find a thousand ways to, to, to he didn't fail a thousand times making a light bulb. He found a thousand ways not to make one. Yeah. And that can be used in other future endeavors. So I think that although when you're, in that moment and you're focused on that creation and you're and you're not satisfied with what is transpiring on the paper when you look forward to that moment or behind to that moment me i'm more grateful for those moments because i feel as if i grow and i feel as if there's more of a internal self growth and uh, greater sense of self perspective perspective in those in those yeah. moments yeah that's very insightful thank you Thomas. yeah good job thanks good job that brings uh that makes one more episode of real talk where we had something intellectual to say hey thanks um now I, we can I, mark I, two I down could, i could yeah that makes that makes two episodes yeah thanks too <laughs> um yeah, I would. I mean, I could talk about this for quite a while. However, we don't have that time. We don't in have this, all the time in the world in this season. No, nope. we got thirteen episodes coming up that we do have time to talk about it. So you guys got to tune in to season two. That's true. All right, coming mid March. 
Um, but it's time to move on. Yep. It's time to move on to what might end up being a segment of sorts. Yes. Um, yes. Where we take a scene or two scenes or a <laughs> shot or anything from a movie and we just break it down. Use it as an example. We're in the process of coming up with a witty name. We take it and we learn from it. Mm-hmm. That's the segment. And address the and address its beauty. Yes. Uh, give 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 uh, these uh, motion pictures a little shout out. Yeah. Um, however, because neither they, of the ones we showed it. today need a shout need out. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're coming with you. Here's We're coming what we'll at do. you with some bangers. Here's what we'll do. I talked about the 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 uh, immaculate creative partnership of Bob Zemeckis and Tom Hanks. And so what did, did I do? Did you just call him Bob? Yeah, I did. I'm on my first name basis with, with, <laughs> uh, with, uh, with Robert. Um, Bob De Niro. Yeah, Bob De Niro. Bob Zemeckis. Anyways. Um, the scene I chose today is a scene from the end of Forrest Gump. Now, this movie is over the 20-year mark, so I'm not even going to press the button. But I want to, but I'm not going to. Are you just proud of the sound mixing? Not necessarily, honestly. I kind of want to redo that button for season two. Um, Anyways, let's get this thing open. Let's watch it. It's a two-minute clip um, from a uh, YouTube channel called Screenplayed. Shout out to them. They take scenes and they post the uh, text along the bottom side of the scene so you can follow along. Shout out. You can follow along. So you can. It's it's actually very fascinating to see where the actors go off script and yeah. what, what's improvised. They have what an Instagram too that they post really. On too. I need to follow them over there too. Um. Anyways, let's just uh, let's just dive right into it. Let's How take about a that? look. Let's go full screen here. Oh, oh. And Thomas, oh. as always, will put the link in the description. Yeah. So you can. And every night we read a book. She's so smart, Jenny. You'd be so proud of him. I am. Here, wrote you a, a letter. And he says, I can't read it. I'm not supposed to, so I just leave it here for you. Pay attention to this. I don't know if Mama was right or if it if it's Lieutenant Dan. I don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental like on a breeze. Mm. But I, I think Maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. That's it. That's the scene. And just let me say, 
damn. Yeah. Really one of Tom Hanks' best. Yeah, that's that's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. It's 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 fascinating to see the text, but you can also see how the actor interprets it. Mm-hmm. Where they choose to put the the different inflections and where they choose to cry because mm-hmm. it said to cry at a certain point. Yeah. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. He waited to cry until it said he's so smart, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Because he knew that's a more significant time to start crying because it's like he acknowledges mm-hmm. the fact that he isn't smart. Mm-hmm. He isn't. Um, but and even really then there's a more profound moment with that same um, communicating that same thing earlier in the movie when uh, he meets back up with Jenny after his big long running mm-hmm. uh, thing. Um, finds out he has a kid. And the first thing he asks if he is is is, is, is if he is smart, mm-hmm. and that is just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, God damn. Yeah, hey, um, I don't know. This is a family show. I don't know. Yeah, but it, listen, listen. Yeah, we're here to talk about the writing. Tom Hanks deserved all yeah. of that Oscar for yeah. that actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys got to go watch this movie. I know you've already seen it, but go watch it again. Um. There's uh, the, the, that part that I told you to pay attention to mm-hmm. is when he's talking about destiny. Yeah. Because his mother presented one one form and uh, Lieutenant Dan presented another form in the movie. Mm-hmm. Writing isn't just about the dialogue. Writing is about how things tie together. These little seeds that you plant that you harvest at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. This movie does that <clears throat> brilliantly. Perfectly, if you will. And it uses what's called a MacGuffin, which is a term coined by Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Which is defined, it's the physical object that you use to tell the larger story. Mm. Really, this is a story about destiny. Yeah. Okay? What you're born, if you're meant to do it, or if you have control over it. Mm-hmm. Right? As I said, both situations were presented, and it's up to Forrest to make his own uh, Reality. Yeah. yeah. The MacGuffin in this movie is, I think, the best example of a MacGuffin. And mm-hmm. it's the feather. The first thing, you, yeah. The first yep. thing you see in this movie is the feather. Yep. The last thing you see in this movie yep. is the feather. The, what is the feather doing? It's floating around, all accidental, like on a breeze. Okay, mm-hmm. it lands at the end of the movie, or at the beginning of the movie, it lands on his shoe. Yep, he picks it up. At the end of the movie, he opens a book, and it flies away. Where's that going? It's off to the next person, mm-hmm. the next story. Okay, mm. I mean that is just. That's why I think, and and then and that's on Bob, that's on Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But that's on Bob Zemeckis. And 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 uh, oh shoot! Who? Funny story. What's the? Oh shoot! Can you Google really quick? What's the name of this writer? Eric Ross. Eric Roth. E- Roth. Yeah. Eric Roth wrote it. I once DM'd him on Twitter. Yeah. And he responded. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Um, because, I mean, he's only got like a thousand followers. Yeah. Not a lot of people pay attention to the writers. Yeah. You know? So I DM'd him just to say like, thank you for writing this movie. This movie inspired me to like want to make movies. And he yeah. was like, hey, I'm just, I'm really happy that my writing affected you like that. Yeah. That's, That's it. Yeah. He did and, a and curious case a, of Benjamin Button too. Yeah. But what I, what I, what I uh, DM'd him was this line that I remember from the movie that is overlooked because there is a lot of quotable lines from this movie. Mm-hmm. Life's like a bo- life is like a box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my the, mom always said, "Yeah, oh, that's the same." Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a lot of quotable, quotable quotes. But um, the one that stuck with me was the scene in the movie where Jenny returns to her father's house, where of course he molested her as, as a child and stuff like that. Um, she returns there and just breaks down and starts throwing rocks. Mm-hmm. And Forrest, yeah. Forrest comes in with a VO. It just says, sometimes there just aren't enough rocks. And mm. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. That's fuck, that's true. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just, I mean, rocks is another MacGuffin. Yep. Rocks is a metaphor for just a means of getting that frustration Was out. Forrest Gump shot in Savannah? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because uh, I know it's fact, sat in Savannah. I just didn't know. In fact, the bench scene was shot in Chippewa Square, which was not far from my dorm. Yeah. And I had visited there a couple times. Did you ever sit um, on the bench? The, well, the bench isn't there. Okay. My guess is either... I'm 90% sure the production put the bench there. Okay, yeah. Okay. If not, the other story that I heard is that the bench was there and they used it, but a lot of people were going there and... Uh, Sitting on it. Vandalizing it, stuff like that. And so they took it out, and now it's in a museum. Okay. Somewhere. I'm not sure where. Um, But yeah, I mean, this movie is... And and it won Best Screenplay when it came out. It did? Yeah. Um, But this movie should be... For anyone wanting to write a script, this movie should be a... The uh, the pinnacle. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's really one of the all-time heights, highs, of yeah. writing in 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 motion pictures. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's move on to yours. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll I'll wrap that up. I'll wrap that up by saying you got to go watch it. I mean, this is one. This is a movie that turned me on to wanting to be a filmmaker. Mm. And here we are sitting in real talk. If I hadn't seen Forrest Gump, and I did, I might not be sitting here. <laughs> so, next clip, Carson. Why don't you introduce this one? I'm going to. This is a 1997 cinematic motion picture titled Goodwill Hunting. Um, it follows uh, a young, financially uh, not as well off as he would like to be, but brilliant, brilliantly genius person played by Matt Damon and his friend played by Ben Affleck uh, in a Boston town with an also... A little-known actor named Robin Williams. Yeah. Who kind of plays a supporting role. Shout out. Um, We'll watch this uh, uh, scene with Robin Williams and Matt Damon, and then let's get back to it. All right. Yeah, but this girl's, like, you know, beautiful. She's smart. She's fun. She's different from most of the girls I've been with. So call her up, Romeo. Why? So I can realize she's not that smart, that she's fucking boring? Yeah, I mean, you don't... This girl's like fucking perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now. Maybe you don't want to ruin that. But I think that's a super philosophy, Will. That way you can go through your entire life without ever having to really know anybody. Mm-hmm. My wife used to fart when she was nervous. She had all sorts of wonderful little idiosyncrasies. <laughs> you know, she used to fart in her sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry I shared that with you. <laughs> One night it was so loud it woke the dog up. <laughs> <laughs> she 
she woke up and got like, oh, is that you? See, I didn't have the heart to tell <laughs> Oh, God. She, she woke herself up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Christ. Ah, but, Will, she's been dead two years, and that's the shit I remember. It's wonderful stuff, you know? Little things like that. Yeah, but those are the things I miss the most. The little idiosyncrasies that only I knew about. That's what made her my wife. Oh, and she had the goods on me, too. She knew all my little peccadilloes. People call these things imperfections, but they're not. Oh, that's the good stuff. And then we get to choose who we let into our weird little worlds. You're not perfect, sport. But let me save you the suspense. This girl you met, she isn't perfect either. But the question is whether or not you're perfect for each other. That's the whole deal. That's what intimacy is all about. Now, you can know everything in the world, sport, but the only way you're finding out that one is by giving it a shot. You certainly won't learn from an old fucker like me. Even if I did know, I wouldn't tell a piss ant like you. <laughs> wow. What a beautiful model. Yeah, that's great. I didn't I didn't know that was improvised. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think I actually did hear that well, Matt Damon's laugh was completely genuine. Thing, yeah. Because he didn't know that was coming. Yeah, it was completely genuine. And uh no, I mean the beginning the where he talks about his wife, that was all improvised. Um But the genius of that, one, is I'm just I'm gonna try as the actor I am, I'm gonna relate screenplaying to opportunity in acting. When you can't get casting roles, make them for yourself. That's the beauty of screenwriting. Yeah. And that's exactly what Matt Damon and Ben Affleck pulled um, when they co-wrote Goodwill Hunting, and it ended up becoming a cult classic and won an Oscar for Best Screenplay and uh, obviously had two, three phenomenal performances. Oh, there. yeah. But that, that, that whole scene uh, of Robin Williams talking about how no one's perfect. It just matters if you're perfect for each other. And regardless of it, whether it be a relationship or not, just go out and figure it out is the only way you'll ever yeah. learn. That's beautiful writing. Yeah, this movie had, and it, not just this scene, this whole movie had great writing. Yeah. No, and, and, and this is... Refresh, who wrote, was it Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Mm -hmm. They wrote this movie. Okay. Yeah. Dang. And they and weren't they, were they not, were they, were they not in college when they wrote it? Uh, I think they were, they were, so here's a little, uh, story about, we got, I got about two minutes. Yeah. But, uh, here's a little story about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They grew up together, I believe in high, middle school, high school. Mm -hmm. They would both try in like when they were as young as 13, I think, maybe even a little younger, they would ride into the New York city on the train, yeah. rehearse, do auditions. And they had a joint bank account they shared and, any money that they made from acting would go into it, and any money it cost them to do something, whether it be taking the train or buying a meal to, while acting, would go out of the bank account. Well, that worked out, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so um, they eventually came up with this idea, and they spent years rewriting it and perfecting it, and, um, and the rest is history. Well, that's a good thing they did. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, we should do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that, Thomas. Yeah. Donate on uh, Anchor. Become a supporter <laughs> on Anchor. Um, It'll go into our joint bank account. One last thing before we wrap up this show. It's time for our recommendations of the week. Um, I went first on the uh, scene breakdown. So, Carson, why don't you start off? So, 
speaking of Matt Damon, I'm going to give you a, uh, not necessarily a movie to watch, but if uh, you're an aspiring actor or an aspiring young creative in any field, in any field, um, I highly recommend this uh, one series and especially this one episode. Uh, The series can be found on Netflix. It is called Off Camera with Sam Jones. It is shot in black and white on purpose. Hmm. And uh, the episode title is uh, duly called simply Matt Damon. Uh, It's an interview with him and Matt Damon. And uh, it's very, very wonderfully insightful uh, on how on how hard but how beautiful the journey of climbing the ladder is Mm -hmm. and how uh, difficult it is to reach it, but also uh, how to get there. There's a little interesting anecdote. I'm not, this isn't the most uh, enthralling piece, but Thomas, since we're on Real Talk, I'll tell you. Uh, Matt Damon talks about how, I forgot what director it was or what movie, but how this one director he had shot everything in sequential order. Oh, really? So what, for the purpose of the movie. So they would record all day one scene. And by the time Matt Damon would get home, eat dinner, put his kids to bed, he would have an email with the loosely edited scene on his iPad and he could watch what they did that day. Wow. Like as an actor, that seems so helpful. Yeah. You know, he, it wasn't like, and you get, when you don't, the director would go you, home and just edit it. When you don't shoot chronologically, you can still get those. They're called dailies. Yeah. And it's just a rough edit. Yeah. Uh, although I haven't heard a lot of the time that actors get the dailies. Yeah. It usually goes to the producers and director to make sure they're on schedule. Yeah. And the director makes edits to the scene and yeah, cut what they need to, the, to to make time. And send them to the actors. Um, my recommendation of the week is a show on YouTube by uh, the uh, journalism company called Variety. Yes. Um, it's called Actors on Actors, and they 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 pair these are they're very interesting pairs. They pair actors who you would never imagine in the same room together. Mm. Like last night after I had finished Castaway, I watched the episode, and it was uh, Tom Hanks and Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks obviously talking about Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Renee Zellweger talking about Judy, mm-hmm. both of which were great films. Um, but that was very interesting. Tom Hanks is a very insightful. Mm. person and he's such an intent listener you know like he's this legend but he gets you talking about you like i wanted yeah. to hear more about tom hanks and they're talking he just gets renee zellberger going which yeah. is it's just really cool but that's the genius uh, of yeah it. yeah and it's just he's very uh he's a very uh charming yes charming guy um the other one i watched i watched this one today this is another very interesting one is shia labeouf and Kristen stewart mm. Kristen Stewart, I'm not sure what the name of the film was that she was in recently, but Shia LaBeouf was there for uh, Honey, Honey Boy. Boy. Honey Boy, which is, I, I recommended a couple weeks ago, I believe, which is a great film. But uh, Shia LaBeouf is another very intent listener. Mm. He, and, and Honey Boy is about his story. So having watched Honey Boy helps you gain an understanding of where he is now and how he is. It helps you understand him in this interview. So I'd highly recommend watching Honey Boy and then heading over to this Actors on Actors and watching Shia LaBeouf and Kristen Stewart talk. Yeah, that, that's a very good series. It's very interesting the things that he clings to. when like Kristen mm-hmm. Stewart will mention something that you and I would probably look over. Mm-hmm. And he finds that as like the most fascinating thing in the entire world. Yeah. And so it's very interesting to see how, like who these people are and what actors talk about with each other. Mm-hmm. Because actors share these experiences with each other 
that like say you and me don't exactly it's this it's like common ground it's an intimate connection yeah, yeah. it's like because like when i talk to another director we had that same connection exactly and it's, and it's a great insight on uh that connection that some mm. of us who aren't actors don't get don't get to participate in mm. but you do when you watch this um that brings us to the end of episode 12 congratulations it's you made been, it this far it's been a great one i hope you guys are liking this 60 minute um this 60 minute uh time frame a lot better um be sure to follow us on instagram and twitter at r-e-e-l-t-l-k underscore podcast that's the handle for both instagram and twitter and for facebook it's all one word at r-e-e-l-t-l-k podcast and most importantly y'all need to go follow us on anchor and be sure to become a supporter head over to the real talk anchor page links in the notes below on youtube wherever you're listening to this spotify apple Podcasts. and maybe we should put anchor in the instagram yeah yeah we will um, yeah, but head over to anchor.fm, find our Real Talk page, and uh, click on support. You can become a supporter, donate as little as 99 cents a month. And you'll month. get a shout-out. You will get a shout-out. Or you could be a legend, an absolute total legend, and be donate $10 a month, which would go straight to this film we're working on, mm-hmm. and or Real Talk Podcast Season 2. Yes. All right, so guys. stay tuned for that. Yep. We, great. Any and all participation and donations is appreciated. And if you, it's also worth adding that if you donate the ten dollars a month, we do get an extra thirteen percent to the dollar kickback. Yeah, yeah. get a little extra kickback. kickback. Um, thank you all so much for listening. And next week's episode will be the season finale for season one of Real Talk. Yes, Podcast. and important announcement: we do have a guest on the next episode. Her name is Shelby Dorishow, a two-time Emmy award-winning student, Emmy award-winning award-winning filmmaker mm-hmm. um a lot i mean i'm excited for the, i'm excited for this yeah me too interview for this podcast we got a lot of fun things to talk about pick yeah. her pick her brain on a couple things so uh we look forward to seeing you again next week it's been a good one so long <laughs>